Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for January 29th, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled Progress on Purpose because I believe it is the will of God for us to level up in 2021. I believe that God has already decreed, declared, spoken from heaven that this is a season of new levels for us. But for us to walk in those new levels, we have to be intentional. It has to be on purpose. So I've been teaching about progress on purpose. Let's get intentional. That said, so I told you that we would do progress on purpose in five areas. I told you that I would address spiritually, financially, physically, internally, and externally. Out of those five areas, I'm still on the second one. (laughs) So I think I'm going to be released from the second one after today. And maybe on Monday, I'll start on physically and we could deal with health and how God wants us to be healthy. Um, But within financially, the second one, I told you that I would address five things, soul prosperity or the answer to poverty. Uh, tithes and offerings, sowing into ministry, giving to the poor. I've already addressed those first four. If you haven't watched those messages, go back and watch them. And then the purpose of your prosperity, I've been teaching on that for a few days. So this is progress on purpose, leveling up in the area of your finances, the purpose of your prosperity, part three. So this is the purpose of your prosperity, part three. All right, so let's get into it. So what does this mean for you today? I believe I have four things to share with you on this morning as we close out the week strong, head into the weekend strong. And so as I get into these four things, this is now where I want you to rid your heart, rid your mind of all distractions, lock in. There's a voice behind my voice. There's a word behind my word while I'm speaking. The Holy Spirit is speaking at the same time. So I pray that you hear me, but really more importantly, that you hear him. (laughs) And so open up your heart to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. You got it? Four things. Number one, here we go. Tapping into divine prosperity for your God-given purpose is all about understanding God's grace. So for you to tap into the divine prosperity that's already stored up for you, that's connected to your purpose, you have to understand the grace of God. It is all about the grace of God. See, there are two primary ways to live your life. You can either depend on God and his grace and know that God is on you and in you and with you and for you to do the things that he planned for you to do from the foundations of the world, or... You could say, I'm going to do life on my own because you're a free moral agent. Like God is not going to stop you. If you want to do life on your own, God will not stop you. He's not going to force you, right? So if you say, no, I'm going to do my own thing. I want to pursue my own life. I have my own desires. I think I'm good. I could do it on my own. I'm a hard worker. I'm kind of smart. You know, I, uh, I, I have a good work ethic. I'm going to, I'm going to pursue. I'm going to make it happen. It's the power of me. All right, go ahead with your bad self. You can do that if you want, (laughs) but let me explain some things about the grace of God. Human strength, human ability, as smart as you are, as smart as you think you are, your human intellect is limited. It's limited at best. You can only go so far with human power, human ability, human strength, human smarts, right? This is why you need the grace of God. Listen, I'm telling you, I've done it. Like I've done both and I've done it on my own. I've done it with God. With God is much better, right? And so God's dream for your life is, 
his purpose, right? His dream for your life is his purpose. And it's so big. God's dream for your life is so big that you cannot accomplish it without him. God will outdream you, right? God-sized dreams require God, God's involvement. And so for you to become the man, the woman that God calls you to be, you can't do it without God. You can't do it with human power or human ability or human strength. But the good news is that you don't have to. You, everything you need to fulfill your purpose has already been stored up for you. It's allocated for you it, in heaven. It has your name on it. And so now as God reveals it to you, you get to tap into it. It's already provided by grace and you tap into it with your faith. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, you have a unique purpose and your prosperity is connected to it. Your prosperity is connected to your unique purpose. God is a completely purposeful God. God sent you to this planet when he did and where he did because of why he did. God does nothing without purpose. God sent you to this planet on purpose, with a purpose, for a purpose, and your purpose is tailor-made. No one else has it. So you are on earth to be you. Like you don't have to be, you are not a copycat. You are an original. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You don't have to ever be jealous of anybody else because you don't have what they have, but they don't have what you have. And so the earth needs you. You, you are unique. You have a purpose and we need you. The church needs you to be who it is that God has called you to be. Your community needs you. Your sphere of influence is waiting on you to become the man, the woman that God called you to be. Your sphere of influence is waiting on you to maximize the purpose and the potential that God placed inside of you before the world began. But you will never maximize that purpose and potential if you are focused on need, say need. So people who are need minded are always chasing things. They're always like, you know, hey, I need, I want this house, this car, this job, this money, this business, this salary, and you're focused on stuff. And, and really people that are focused on stuff are always focused on need. <laughs> I need this. I need this. People that are focused on purpose, are they, they're not chasing things. Things wind up chasing them right? And so, so when you're focused on purpose, you don't have to chase contracts. If you have a business contracts will chase you. So said another way, you can either pursue your divine purpose, um, and, and be just laser focused on becoming the man, the woman that God called you to be. And if you live that way, you will discover that things will follow you. Things, goodness and mercy will track you down, will pursue you all the days of your life. You will discover things that God has already provided. You will run into the right people at the right times. You will have the right encounters. You, you will build the right experiences. You will tap into the right resources. You will, you will see that things will just manifest in the fullness of God's timing. Why? Because they were already stored up for you from the foundations of the world. However... If you choose to do life on your own terms, pursuing your own selfish desires that were birthed in your heart and not in the heart of God, now what's going to happen? You're going to need things that you don't, that God didn't store up for you, right? You're going to make a demand on God for things that are not yours. And then frustration is going to set in because you are going to grow weary. You're going to toil a lot. You're going to work all night. Like uh, uh, Simon said, I worked all night and I received nothing. Because you're doing it, human power, human ability, human strength. So you will, your body will break down. Psychologically, you'll be distraught. 
You wouldn't be able to sleep. You're pursuing things. Why? Because you're, it seems like you're, you're, you're banging your head against the wall because you're trying to do something that's not yours. You're trying to make a demand on God for something that's not yours. And, and you can't make God bless something that he did not already bless. You can't make God give you something that's not already yours. Your prosperity is tied to your purpose. When you pursue your purpose, when you pursue what's already yours, then doggone it, everything is already stored up. It's not going to be sweatless. Look at me. When you are walking in your divine assignment, and you know your identity, and you know who you are, and you are asking God for the right things because you're flowing in, in agreement and in harmony with heaven. You are in sync with God, and you know who you are, and you're pursuing what, what it is that God has called you to do while you're in the land of the living. Then your prosperity will not be effortless, but it will be sweatless. Paul said, I have worked, this is 1 Corinthians 15 and 10. He says, listen, I am what I am, and it's by the grace of God. And then he was like, well, wait a minute. I don't want to just say that because then people are going to be like, well, wait a minute. How come God didn't give me your grace or whatever like that? But he said, okay, well, hold on. Let me explain. But I worked harder than all the other apostles, right? I want to be clear about this. I worked my butt off. I worked harder than all the other apostles. Then it's like Paul stopped for a minute. He was like, yeah, that don't sound right either because then people are going to think that the emphasis is on me. The emphasis is not on me. So let me clean this up. But then again, it really even wasn't me. It was the grace of God in me. So he's saying when you work, when you tap into the grace of God, when you know who you are, when you pursue your divine assignment, when you are laser focused on becoming the man, the woman that God called you to be, when you die to self and you yield to God and you only want what God wants for your life, at that point, you may work harder than you've ever worked in your life. I'm a witness, but it won't be you doing it. It will be the grace of God on you and you will discover things that are already stored up for you. Say amen to that. All right, number three, let me give you some examples because I like to teach by precept and example. So let me give you some examples of what I'm talking about. So let's look at some people in scripture. And then I have one more point after this and we'll close it out. So Peter, let's talk about some people. Peter, Peter was a fisherman. He was a fisherman before he discovered Jesus and before he discovered his purpose. So once he discovered Jesus, he discovered his purpose and then he started walking in it. Peter was running a fishing business, right? And he became the leader of the New Testament church. I mean, think about that. So, so when he was running his fishing business, there's no way when he was out there on the water, he never thought he would walk on water, right? But Peter did. He walked on water. Peter became the leader of the New Testament church. Peter preached the first sermon on the day of Pentecost and 3,000 souls were added to the church. Peter was a prosperous man, but his prosperity was not measured in money. It was measured in purpose. Peter became the man that God called them to be from the foundations of the world. Say amen to that. All right, David. David was a shepherd boy. He spent more time with his father's animals than his father's sons, his brothers, right? He spent, uh, he spent a lot of time out there. He was the eighth son of Jesse. He was somewhat of an outcast in his own home, but he was destined. He was destined to be the king of Israel. So all of a sudden, one day he's called out of the fields. There's a prophet. God sent his prophet to David's house. The prophet anoints him to be the next king of Israel. And so David believed it. Now uh, it took a long time. It didn't happen until the fullness of God's timing, but because he was called to do it and he embraced the assignment and he walked by faith and he opened up his heart to receive it. Then what happened? He became the king of Israel. And when he became the king of Israel, he took Israel to new heights. Why? Because he was called to do it. And he was walking in his divine assignment. And, and his, his prosperity was not measured in money. It was measured in purpose. But let's talk about money. And so, so David was a billionaire. 
His son wound up being a trillionaire, but David stored up billions with a B, billions of dollars. Why? For the building project. And he stored that up for his son, Solomon. God gave him all of that money so that he could build the temple. And then Solomon became the richest man who ever lived. But once again, it wasn't about the money. It was about purpose. If you know who you are, then you know what you're going to need. And everything that you need is already provided. Say amen to that. Joseph. Joseph was 17 years old when the Lord gave him a dream. The dream became like the divine, the defining factor for his life, right? And so, yes, did it come with challenges? Of course it came with challenges. He had to go through a pit phase, then a Potiphar phase, then a prison phase. But ultimately, he got to the palace phase. One day he was promoted from prisoner to prime minister overnight. Joseph became a prosperous man. He became the second in command of the richest country in the region at the time, right? In the middle of a famine, they were prospering. Why? Because he was a prosperous man and he was walking in his purpose. He had money and he had fame. He had money and he had power, but it was not about that. It was about purpose. It was about the assignment that God had given him. He was not pursuing money. He was not pursuing fame. He was pursuing purpose and all this other stuff pursued him. You got it? Paul. Last example I'll give you, the Apostle Paul. So the Apostle Paul was the church's number one enemy. Like he was like Osama bin Laden against the church, right? He was he was the the, the number one terrorist against the New Testament church, the, the beginning, the early church. He, he was having Christians killed. He was persecuting them. He thought he was doing the right thing. He was moving up the ladder. He thought he was prosperous when he was having them persecuted. He thought he was prosperous when he was moving up the ladder of the Jewish religious elite. But then God called him to lead the church that he was persecuting. <laughs> and so, so, so he had to die to self and his success was found. His prosperity was found in his purpose. And so he was like, no, I'm going to become the man that God called me to be. He endured countless challenges, but he was a prosperous man. He went on four missionary journeys. He started churches all over Asia Minor. He became a pastor of pastors. He wrote half the New Testament. Why? Because he discovered his purpose. It was not about money. It was about purpose. And your prosperity is connected to your purpose. So let me bring it to you and me. You have a divine purpose. I have a divine purpose. David said this in Psalms 139 and 16, like an open book, God, you watched me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. Everything that I've lived and everything that I haven't lived yet was already spread out before you, Father, before I ever lived one day. I'm not a mistake. You are not a mistake. We are here for a reason. And that reason is what God wants us to do. Ephesians 2 and 10 says that we are God's handiwork and we were created in Christ Jesus to do good works, good works that God prepared in advance for us to do. So listen, look at me. You were born for a reason. That reason is God's assignment. You are not a mistake. And everything that you need to accomplish what God sent you to this planet to accomplish is already stored up for you. It, and you will be prosperous as you tap into your purpose, which leads me to my fourth and final point for today. Your prosperity is the key I mean, your purpose is the key that unlocks the door to your prosperity. Let me say that again. Your purpose is the key that unlocks the door to your prosperity. God will never expect you to do something that he has not already equipped you to do. But that's why you have to only pursue the things that God wants you to do. If God made plans for you before the world began, 
And if God then sent you to this planet at just the right time to do what he sent you to this planet to do, then don't you think that God already stored up everything that you were going to need to get it done? Right? I mean, don't you think that God is a planner? God is a completely purposeful God. Why would God send you to the earth to accomplish something that he didn't prepare you for? And why didn't, I mean, don't you prepare for your kids? Before your kids come from home from the hospital, you already have everything stored up for them. Matter of fact, some, most, a lot of people today, even before their kids turn one, they already have a college savings account set up, right? You're preparing for their future. If you do that and you're a human, don't you think that God prepared for you? Don't you think that God already stored up everything that you would need to be successful in life? God knows everything that you would need. God knows all the resources that, that you would need to accomplish his divine assignment, his projects. And he already stored up those resources. He's not sending you out there and say, go fend for yourself. No, he's God. The cattle on a thousand hills belongs to him and the hills belong to him too. <laughs> and so, so he stored up everything that you would ever need for your, now, but now, but he's not obligated. Let me be clear about this. God knows everything that you would ever need to do what he called you to do. And he signed up to give it to you because it's what he wants. God didn't sign up for whatever you want, though. God is not saying, hey, I'm, I'm your sugar daddy and I'll give you whatever you want. No, God hasn't signed up to give you whatever you come up with in your own heart. God, like, so if you want a business, a ministry, write a book, go, whatever, but it was not God that told you to do it. You said that you wanted it and you came up with it in your own heart without God. And it's a selfish desire. If you come up with a selfish desire and then you say, God, now I want you to give this to me and you add in Jesus name at the end of it and you grab two or three scriptures and you decree it and you declare it and you believe and you receive. Listen, that's not faith. You think that's faith, but that's not faith. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith is about surrender. Faith is about submission. Faith is about dying to self. Faith is about becoming the man, the woman that God called you to be, not what you called yourself to be. Faith is about grace. Faith is about you accepting your divine assignment and you embracing the grace to become it. Because at that point, everything that you need is already stored up for you because God said it, not you. And so faith is about God's heart, not your heart. Let me explain it this way. The Hebrew word for bless is the word Barak. Barak is bless, right? The Hebrew word for creating or manifesting something is the word bara, right? So bara means that God created something. When he breathed into Adam, he, he bara, right? So let me say it this way. God only baraks what he baras. <laughs> and so God only blesses what he created. And so if it, if, if it was birthed in his heart, then it's already blessed. But if it was birthed in your heart, then no, God is not obligated to give you what you came up with on your own. So if you've been struggling, look at me. If you've been struggling in life and you're a Christian and you love God, but you've been struggling and you're like, man, I've experienced failure after failure after failure after failure. Maybe it's because you're pursuing the wrong things. Maybe you're pursuing things that are not yours. Maybe you're making a demand on God for something that is not yours to have. Maybe you're asking for things that were not stored up for you. And God is not in the business of fulfilling your selfish desires. God is in the business of ensuring that whatever he planned from the foundations of the world will come to pass in the fullness of his timing. So when you know who you are and you pursue the right things and you're pursuing your purpose and you only want what God wants for you, then you're going to see that, look, 
everything that you need is already stored up. It's already provided. And these things will manifest at just the right time. And if you don't have the wisdom, he'll give you the wisdom and his revelation will exceed your education. And you will walk in the wisdom that you need and you will experience what's already provided and you will run into the right people and the right doors will open for you. And there'll be doors open for you that no man can close. And there'll be doors closed for you that no man can open. And because all these things are already yours, you're just tapping into it. And in the fullness of time, they're manifested because all of this stuff was, was prepared for you. And, and it's, and it has your name on it. Right? So lastly, let me just say this as I close out this point, while you are doing what God called you to do, not only will you discover that everything that you need will manifest in God's timing, but you will also discover that God is not opposed to you enjoying life. Look at me. Let me be clear about this. When, when God gave David billions to store up for the kingdom, guess what? David got to enjoy life too. When God gave Solomon trillions to do what, you know, what he was called to do. But guess what? He got to enjoy life too. So God is not like opposed to you enjoying life. First Timothy 6 and 17 says that God gives us all things richly to enjoy. So yes, am I focused on what God wants for me? Yes. Am I pursuing my purpose? Yes. But along the way, as God uses me to be a blessing to other people, blessing to other people, blessing to other people, guess what? I get blessed too. And so along the way, you, you will discover that you won't lack a thing. You will discover that it's okay for you to have and enjoy life. You will discover that it's okay for you to have fun. It's okay for you to be blessed. It's okay for you to walk in overflow because you're blessing people out of that overflow. So God is not opposed to you enjoying the one life that you get to live. You don't want to be saved and miserably saved. You, yet God wants you to go to heaven, but God also wants you to enjoy the ride. So, so I am going to heaven, but doggone it, I am going to enjoy the ride as well as I become the man that God called me to be for such a time as this. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about your grace and my purpose. You made plans for me before the world began. I am not a mistake. I was born for a reason. And that reason is your assignment for my life. My prosperity is connected to my purpose. I understand this. So I accept my assignment with my whole heart. I do not fight against what I was born to do. And I refuse to waste time doing anything else. I accept my assignment. I embrace the grace to fulfill it. I live by faith in pursuit of it. And living this way, I will prosper. <laughs> I'm excited about my future because I know I'm going to pursue it on purpose. And everything I need is already provided. Knowing this, I level up in every area of my life in 2021. And I boldly declare that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, don't you want my notes? You get them for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're gonna get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, your prosperity is connected to your purpose. So discover your purpose, find it, follow it, finish it, become the man, the woman that God called you to be, and you will experience an amazing life. And it's okay to enjoy life 
along the way. Do me a favor, two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message has been a blessing to you. I go back and I read every comment. And then number two, share this message right now. This is a message that people need to hear. Share this message on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. Have an amazing weekend. I'll see you on Monday morning. God bless you.